Let's make a joke. ICO. You want to make a joke, ICO? Just a joke. Something stupid that's clearly stupid. It says they're, they're not getting anything for this. Just send Patriot coin. Can we make devil coin? The opposite of Jesus coin? Antichrist coin? Satan dollars. Yeah, we could probably spin up a coin in a day. Isn't there like a website you go to, you click a button and you got a coin? Yeah, but what if we actually became wealthy from it? And we give the money back because that's immoral to keep it. You guys give the money back. If you don't give that money back, I would separate existence from you. And I mean that like hard. How much is my friendship worth? How much is Demetrius' friendship worth to me? I would totally separate you from the business and I would try to get you blacklisted in the community. If we made a a joke coin and we made like a million dollars off of it and we didn't give it back, then I would be upset with you forever. Okay. $333,000 for you to be upset at me for a long time. I got to sleep on that. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you took all that in and then rationalized it. I'll sleep on it. Sleep on it. Wait, we're doing what? You want me to we're do? Doing, you're gonna. You're gonna do. You're the, singing it. You're gonna do the. Yeah. Uh. The the uh. The network tag. You do that. How's it go? You're now tuned into the Bitcoin. You are now oh. entering the Bitcoin oh. podcast. Cast. Cast. All right. You do that part. You are now entering the Bitcoin podcast network. Work. 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 Yeah. Welcome to the Bitcoin podcast. We are out here. Mm. Mm. Bitcoins, we got them. Acquire, never sell. Never sell. Deep like Adele. Bitcoins, blockchains, cryptocurrency. Currency. Three guys faded talking Bitcoin, low fees. That's the free Bitcoin podcast, insane. And adoption's still the only thing. Thing, thing. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that matters, man. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast 163. I'm your first host, Marcello. And I'm host number two, D. Man, if we would have just did that, we would have saved a lot of money hiring. Yeah, <laughs> we just saved the money hiring that guy. Hold up, I'm going to play Corey for a second. And I'm host number three, Dr. Petty. For coming at you for the 163rd time. Bringing up the rear. What's up, boys? Bringing up the rear. <laughs> The old caboose coming through the station, baby. Dr. Hey, guys. My name's Corey. I have no kids, but I'm really busy. (laughs) We're making... Dude, I'm in the same boat as Corey. I don't have any kids. I know. I I only have the guts to make fun of Corey when he's not here. (laughs) Yep. Corey couldn't join us. Excuse me. Little preocupado for this evening, but it's Cello and I, and we're here to bring you some Bitcoin goodness uh, for a hundred and sixty third time. 
Yeah. Hey, but Corey, if you are listening to this, congratulations on sober in October. You made it. Hell yeah. He made it through. He made it, everybody. He made it. I don't know why I was so excited about that. Okay. How's, um, how's your sober in October going? Almost made it. Drinking wine right now. I was so close. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, do we need to do ads or can we just do a free episode? Like, can we just be free? You want to do a free one? I don't know. The way our nah. time works, should we do a free one? Nope. I'm going right, to burn right. one. Can I try the Pally? And then you stop me if it gets really bad? Uh, there are core things that we need to address. So how about I give you three core things and then you, you ad lib and ad. All right, let's do this shit. All right, so... Core point number one, you got to talk about Pally Social. Core point number two, Pally Adventures, which is their marketplace. And then core three, you have to let them know that the crowd sale is going on right now and the website that they have to go to. All right. All right, All right guys. I want to talk to you about uh, three things real quick. Pally. We've got Pally Social, which is the marketplace. We've got the Pally Token which is the coin you use in the marketplace and the ICO happening right now. Go check them out. Type Pally into your Google search bar. Pally token, it'll get you straight there. Bam. Pally, all up in your ears. Pal. Did I do it? Pally.co. Go there. There we go. Uh, Damn, we're going to get blowback for that ad, but... It's okay. I like Pally. Here, Pally, so, Pally, Pally, Pally. Go to Pally. There's five words you need to be thinking about right now. Pally, 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 and, and Pally, Pally, Pally. So uh, this episode is all about Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus. So uh, let's tie this in. Let's talk about the dangers of wealth because – a lot of Bible verses devoted to the nastiness of ICOs. Well, yeah. ICOs didn't exist then, but yeah, there would a, be. Some. <laughs> there's definitely a lot of Bible verses about ICOs, and you can find them in the book of Luke. And that I don't false. blame them. Well, yeah. Well, actually, the guy's name that we're interviewing today, is, his name is Luke. Is that oh, what you meant? That's right. That's not what I meant, but <laughs> I'm glad it worked out that way. <laughs> Anyways, so um, I, I came across an article the other day while I was surfing the internets like Michelangelo in a late 80s Ninja Turtles con uh, uh, episode. Maybe mid 80s, right? 85, 86. I don't know. Surfing interwebs, and I come across this article, and it's like, hey, man, the rich are getting stupid rich. And the libertarian in me was like, so what, man? They worked hard. Like, let them make that paper. And then, like, what even reinforced that was our boy Bezos with them 22-inch guns was like, yo, I made $6.6 billion in a day because my company is that awesome. And I was like, dang, man, look at that guy. He's doing the damn thing. But then Bill I Gates. got like, hell, man, I don't even know if I can make $660 in one day. That's 6600 And he's making 
billion? Is that even do, like? Do you want to be that rich? I feel like I would do great things if I were that rich. I feel like I okay. would like open schools and like date Oprah and like. I feel like I feel like you parties would parties for Zoe Saldana, but those parties, all the funds from the parties, go to like. I don't know, like you know the commercials that come on TV where like the kids are missing arms and legs, and they're like, "I just, I just want to like eat cereal." That's a big thing for me, and I'm like, "Damn, man! Like, I want to give you guys a lot of money, not like twenty five cents." I feel like I would be the guy that would give them a lot of money. Yeah, but you would still be a man of money, a man of wealth, a man of money. <laughs> Nobody has become rich, and then they gave their all their money away, and and then. All right, here. I am gonna I'm gonna give you some examples of the dangers of wealth, and you let me know if you identify with it. And this ties into let's let's say it's 2019. All of these ICO cash grabs have come to fruition. There's a lot of rich people in the space now. Let's see if it's for good. Let's see if it's for worse. All right. What do you think about this? Riches incline a man in all ways to lean upon the world, which provides him with too much in which he delights to make this world his home, thus hindering him from looking up. For we cannot live by faith and sight any more than we can serve two masters. That's deep. That was a lot, man. That's not broken down into different verses? No. So they're basically saying when you reach a certain amount of wealth, God's not going to be important anymore because you will feel like God. You can buy whatever you want. You're not going to ask for anything. You're not going to pray for anything because you can just make it happen, Captain. You know what I'm saying? Too much money is a bad thing, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, too much money is a too much money is a bad thing. I think because it just doesn't make sense at some point. Like six making six point six billion dollars in twenty four hours is like, whoa. Wait, wait. Well, let's put the brakes on this. Like, how much is your, how much are you paying your employees? Like, can they live? Like, I'm sure you got you have people that just are barely scraping by, and you're making six point six billion in a day. And I know, I understand it's not like liquid six point six billion. It's just assets valuation growing up, especially Amazon. But I mean, it's like, damn, that's a lot of money. I, I think I feel like I'd be different. Like, I, just, I think your Instagram would be popping off a lot more. I don't even do shit on my Instagram. <laughs> it's because you ain't got that that Instagram money. I have a theory about Instagram too, but let's let's get to why this ties into Bitcoin. So, like, Bitcoin stands a chance to be a tool to redistribute wealth, right? So all the people that have all this money entrenched in the um, traditional financial system, if that system like starts bleeding in the, the Bitcoin, uh, sorry, not the Bitcoin I've been drinking, and Bitcoin starts to slowly cannibalize all those markets, then wealth gets redistributed. And then Corey even wrote about it in one of the blogs that he finished, is that Ethereum has created like more millionaires overnight than anything has done in in decades. Right? So wealth is is being redistributed. And if things gotten are things getting so toxic that it's going to be like a wild redistribution. Like this is just speculation of course, but like 
when I read in that article, it said something like the top one percent own like a trillions of dollars worth, and it's just like, what is that? No, the top the the only four percent of wallets hold ninety six percent of Bitcoin. Oh, see, then that's like it. I just feel like sometimes, okay, not to switch the point, but it seems like history may be repeating itself. Like the people that are fortunate enough to get in on this and have faith in Bitcoin and have, it's funny, have faith or trust. These are all ironic things in this community, but like we're, we stand the chance to be wealthy, right? That That's clearly in the cards. It's an asymmetrical bet. If Bitcoin doesn't go to zero, it goes to lots. Like that's the clear argument. So we stand the chance to be wealthy, but we're a very small percent. Like, there's a very small percentage of people that even won Bitcoin. That's what I'm saying. It's really cool that even if, even if, like, how many millionaires are there in the world, would you say? I know that there's, oh, man, I just, I think I just saw this on, like, uh, Max Kaiser's show. I think there's 10 million millionaires, millionaires? in America. Oh, there's, no, there's way more than that. 50 million millionaires in America? Yeah. Is so it 10, not, Is it between 10 and 50? That's a large spread. There's but, 21 million Bitcoin. There's not enough Bitcoin for each millionaire to have at least one Bitcoin. So if you have one Bitcoin, you're in pretty good shape. Yeah. But then there's people like Corey, and there's a lot of them, um, who there are many who have the feeling that they are not rich. And and then they can't be concerned in the danger which the possession of riches brings. He's not a materialistic person, you know. And this may be true in one sense. Riches—it's a word that has different meanings, different people. I understand cash grabs. I'm not mad at people that want cash grabs. Again, many who who don't have money look upon the acquisition of money as as an aim of life, including myself. I want a bigger house for my family and all this. And and I accept success in gaining it as the measure of my happiness. And many people suffer the danger of the rich because their thoughts are all centered on becoming rich. You know, Corey, I think, is a good example of his labor being an ordinance of just his his own self. And he's able to find in his work the path that he's supposed to be on. You know, he, he went to school, he's, he concentrated on a major and he's working in that field and the money is just a byproduct of his success. I'm a little bit different. <laughs> I'm on the opposite end of that spectrum. Yeah. I'm somewhere I don't, in the middle, but yeah. these are things that we've discussed before. I was just really I don't know. It there, seems to me that Bitcoin and crypto stand the chance to unlock some of that just irrational amount of wealth that's sitting in the very top crust right now. I got a I got a bidet thought because I was that, thinking all I do now is just sit around thinking about Mark Cuban for reasons unknown. Mm-hmm. However, what about an ICO Shark Tank where you come in there? You've you've seen Shark Tank, right? I have seen Shark Tank. That's the show where they put people in the cages, right? And they throw them down in a shark tank. And then they also strap T-bone stakes to their ankles. And then they let them dangle their leg out. And the person that holds their leg out the longest gets paid $250,000 and gets their own show in Vegas. Whoa. That's like one of those crazy Japanese game shows. 
That's what I thought we were talking about. Now, this is the one where you give part of your equity away of your company for an X amount of dollars. So I was thinking, okay, Shark Tank ICO edition. Hey, guys, my name's Mark. And I am prepared to give away 100 ABC tokens in exchange for $5 million. Let me tell you about my ICO. Like That would be a, a, a show that wouldn't have existed when Shark Tank first came out. But if that was a real show, it could be completely realistic on TV right now. Why are we giving away our fresh-ass ideas? One, Is that a good one? I didn't know that Is was that- a real show. Is the ankle, like, the ankle and the T-bone steak like symbolism for giving away equity? Yeah. Okay. So then we are talking about the same show. But why are you giving away that bomb-ass idea, man? Let's write this shit out. And let's take this shit to NBC. I don't know. I, I, I told Ian Molina about it, and he said it's way too mainstream. It'll never happen. But I think I, I'm going to bring it up with somebody in the near future who that information would be relevant to. <laughs> we just um, brought it up to me. I'm not a... Show producer, so I can't help you. But I do think it's a good idea, and it's not just—I'm not just saying that because I'm your friend. A true friend would say that's a—that's a shitty idea. (laughs) Uh, My bidet thought is a shitty idea. Oh well. Anyways, um, all right. Listen here. So the possession of all this wealth in a couple years from now, it's going to be the destruct destructive of of humility. All that's going to go out the window. The destruction of humility because of the wealth, right? You think that everything's done. Like, no one's going to be modest anymore because... Because if if you get rich off a cash grab, that's going to change your whole outlook on life. You're going to be like, holy, holy crap. You know what I mean? No, because I've never gotten rich off a cash grab. Exactly. Exactly. But in 2019, there's going to be a whole herd of people that have become rich over paper-thin products and shitty white papers, and then it's going to sour their souls. They're going to become worse people. There's, I don't there's, think they're going to come rich. I think there's going to be a massive crackdown, and about 10% of those people, 10% of these projects are going to work. Hell, maybe just 5%. There can't oh, well, be 3 billion protocols. Nobody's going to put up with that bullshit. I, I think even if they raise the money that they were going for, it could still like not take off. The money is already raised. I think when people say five percent of ICOs will succeed, they just mean like, you know, you can have fourteen seasons of American Idol. You're only going to get Kelly Clarkson and then thirteen people that no one ever heard of. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so what if the SEC, the SEC won't let me be? Oh no, wait, that's FCC. Wrong rap. I mean, well, let's right talk about Tezos. Department. Yeah, Tezos. Right, Tezos has this ICO. It, Tezos has the token that ain't doing too hot right now. So the SEC is like the rumors are going around that the SEC is gonna come down with the elbow drop, make them give all that token back. Bone saw, yeah, brother. Bone saw's gonna break through the front door of a corrupt company. Bone saw's ready. Give them the elbow. Anyways, SECs makes them give the token back, give the money back. SEC, what if that becomes like a rinse and repeat for the FCC? They go, they just go through and it's a, it's a, it's a gray day for a red wedding or whatever. I don't know how that be the idol. It's, it's, it's outside of the SEC's jurisdiction. The the U S investors are not going to be able to challenge Tezos in a class action lawsuit because 
the investors were not allowed to invest in Tezos to begin with. Investment in, in Tezos was described as a donation. So they knew from the get-go, like, F you, I got your money. Ooh, that's dirty. I didn't get into that Tezos. I'm on Robin record. did. Oh, no. He was like, I should probably, I should probably sell. <laughs> did you say yes? Yes, you should. should yeah. Probably <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's get to the interview and then wait, should we talk more about Jesus? Right. You want to? Yeah, man, let's talk some more about Jesus. So the reason we brought up wealth and inordinate amounts of wealth is because um, we had someone on the show. Uh, it was uncomfortable for myself. I'm speaking for myself. Uh, but it's Christ coin. And they want a token to spread the word of Jesus, which I don't get. So, Cello, why don't you take this one? You go for it, because I don't even know how to begin. I even had a flub during the interview where I was like, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to talk about this. So, have you ever have you ever heard the phrase "Give us this day our daily bread"? I mean, yeah. I mean, who has you know, well, what that symbolizes is like back then you were only supposed to make enough to get by day to day. That's what your daily bread is. And now we just live in a time where. Our income is just so far above our expenditure. We're just so rich. So that's that's kind of why I wanted to get this guy on because a lot of the things that they're doing is kind of going against what the. Yeah, I wanted to know how he's gonna. Yeah, because I wanted to know how he's gonna bridge the modern complexities of the world with with these ICOs and tokens, but still respect the ideology of the church. That's the way I was looking at it. Corey was just like, this doesn't align with my views. So. Uh, I mean, Corey handled it very well. I ended up actually being that Ken Kniff voice that you were just using. Yeah. It ended up being me. Because You're going to spend three hours in post-edit removing all the size. No, I muted my mic so you guys couldn't <laughs> hear the size. But I, I liked it. I, I just... Mm, religion's a tough play. But... it's a It's a groundbreaking new initiative... It's it's seen the launch of the world's first Christian cryptocurrency, and it's called Christcoin from a mission company called Life Change. And what they're going to do is they seek to unite the church with its own currency. So can you imagine being in church and when they when they have the plate come around? Well, it's a smartphone and you scan it. That's the future church. Akin Dude, to Bitcoin. I'm pretty sure churches already have that. There's at least one church with a PayPal account, and you you could text to the PayPal account oh. or send an email to the PayPal account. But I'm talking about like the church tried to make their own money at one point, and it got bad. Like this has been done before. So like, why do it again? Well, that's what this like, interview's for, man. Yeah, but I was so heated, I couldn't ask questions i couldn't get to the bottom of it but here's the thing is i don't think the church needs their own token they already have one like they have money like they're always gonna have money so why do they need a different type of money i guess it just makes sense because everything's going digital there's future money so the church might as well have future money too but it's a very lazy like rationale 
Well, if you're heated, then I'm going to cool you with a Fresh Island song. You know where that's from? No. I'm confused. But, but you can't melt ice with a cool song, so I have to warm your icy heart with a hot island song. That's a South Park reference. It is? Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, that, got, right. that went off the wheels. <laughs> off the rails. That went off okay. Uh, Christcoin offers financial rewards for the faithful or the unfaithful. You don't have to be a Christian to get in on this, uh, but it would help. It would probably make sense. Anyway, <laughs> Christcoin is offering the chance to invest in the currency, and the crowd sale runs until the 1st of December. So if you like what you hear, you like this discussion, and you're keep an open mind, uh, and we're going we're gonna to talk with the CEO, Mr. Luke Forstman. Here... Mm, this is for Jesus. Oh, oh, oh. Here, here it is. All right, we got a, a really special uh, interview on this episode, uh, and this is kind of revolving around Christcoin. Uh, to, to name your coin Christcoin right off the back, uh, including some of our co-hosts, actually. People are going to start to form their own opinions. But the more you dive deeper into the util- utility, the more, you know, myself, I became impressed. Because, look, we get that this may not be for everybody, but Christians make up one-third of the global population. And not every Christian is the same. Some may go to church, some may not. Some may study the scriptures, some may not. However, whatever you're into, there's a large population and a large percentage of that percentage that I'm sure is in the money or technology. So this is something worth discussing, and it's worth spreading awareness about. And Luke Forsman was kind enough to join us today. So, Luke, thank you for your time and coming on and chatting with us. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. I look forward to uh, discussing a little bit of Christcoin and life change. Yeah, yeah. So, But before we, we talk about the coin, I kind of want to know more about the people behind it. You know, I read that you were – a project manager in oil and gas, but you also know how to fundraise. You obviously work in the financial field. So you seem like a really well-versed philanthropist and entrepreneur. What kind of led you to Christcoin? Uh, you know, it's been ingrained in me for such a long time. I grew up uh, in such a philanthropic family that we always, we were always trying to figure out how to help people. Um, and my, my uncle at a young age, uh, I, I must have been 13 or 14. He actually ended up adopting uh, two African kids and bringing them over. And they, they're my cousins and like, they're amazing. And so at such a young age, it really was instilled to make sure that we give back and help instead of, I guess, just living off of whatever, whatever we make and, and being selfish. How does that get you to, so Build some bridges for us where you get from, you know, that kind of background to tech, to blockchain, to like, there's some, some leaps there. And so, so essentially I I was sitting watching uh, some, some on the blockchain technology and I had spent some time in tech. I, I built some apps and we had, we had done some project management over, over some websites and, and different technology uh, around patents. But we, when I saw this, I said, I said, oh my goodness. I said, you know, blockchain 
is is truly revolutionary with how and what can be done. And what surprised me was that it was only it seemed like there was only being used for certain aspects of and the the knowledge, right? If you speak to people, only literally about ten percent of the people that we encounter truly understand what blockchain or cryptocurrency is, right? Forty six percent know or have heard of Bitcoin, but but the knowledge isn't there. And and it'll be uh, one of these days, blockchain will just be a technology that runs on all these platforms that that's on you know it'll be the underlying technology that it won't be as common sense as, uh, you know, I guess whatever, um, platforms are being run right now. So with the, with the challenge of educating people on blockchain and also this kind of, uh, specific crowd, the, the crowdfunding started about three weeks ago. Uh, how's the progress been thus far? If you could talk about that. So the progress has been fairly slow. I would tell you that, uh, the feedback, um, feedback has been, it's been hit or miss. Um, you know, it, it started out slow at first that people immediately, when they see the name Christ associated with anything, especially with money, you have negative, uh, negative feedback from some people. Um, it's just been this last week where a lot of church communities, a lot of church leaders, pastors, and other Christian organizations have actually started reaching out to us as we've done more marketing. And the feedback has started to really shift. A lot of people have started to see the benefit that our platform can do. Um, we had one conversation with a child adoption uh, where you can adopt children from Africa or from different, different parts of the world, you know, for $39 per month, you can support a child. And, and, and they'll write letters and, and you get full updates every month. And so we started speaking with them and they, they realized that this platform and that the actual technology behind it can, can save or help potentially millions of people all over the world. So people are starting to grasp it. So, I wanna- so why do you need a Christ coin? Like it seems like um... – you know, it seems like well, you could so, just. So our mission, so the, our mission as Christians is is to spread the word of God, and and when you go and look uh, on, just you, you go and look at what coins are out there. You have you have certain coins like Porn Coin. You have um, you have F Token, right? Uh, yeah, you have, there's, there's all these things. There's all these things out there that that all these people are are supporting and you're like, Oh my God, is this really where society is turning? And, and it's it, at a certain point you have to start questioning, right? The, the negative connotations that have been with Bitcoin, right? If when you speak to people, people first automatically assume Bitcoin with, uh, well, what silk road, isn't that what people use to buy drugs? Isn't that what people use? And, and it's like the first image of, of this amazing technology should not be, in negative light, right? Like we need, it's just now becoming mainstream where you hear about IBM and Google and, and all these massive companies starting to embrace blockchain technology. So there is more to it. And, and, you know, the masses are going to learn about it slowly, but we, I mean, we named it that because at the end of the day, 
I mean, if people are embracing this, it's our job to bring some light into what may be a relatively dark area. Let's let's take a. I want to take a look at, I guess, the the light you're trying to shine. Like, what is life change? Like, you're you're dispersing tokens so that they can be used on the on your life change platform. What what is life change, and why would someone use it? So, we were we were semi inspired by the Steemit platform. Um, we saw how, how steam was rewarding people for quality content. And we essentially, we said, okay, that's, that's a novel idea. Um, so how do we do that to be create a self funding platform where the ecosystem itself will, will allow for, for it to help people. So at, at the end of the day, um, there are lots of Christians who read their Bible every day religiously. And so without stepping out of their routine, by coming to our platform and, and spending 10 or 15 minutes reading, essentially they can start helping and funding these other outside missions or helping people with, with what they're already doing in their daily routines. So that was really the goal behind creating this platform was, was trying to leverage how people are already doing certain things, yet we can now use that to reward and help other people. All right. So there has to be some type of monetary economics built into the system. Like how how does that play in? Like how does how does Christcoin get a value, and how does that then help change people's lives? Okay. So essentially, we're right now we're using all about eighty percent of whatever revenue the platform will generate to do a quarterly buyback. Um, and then we're going to burn every quarter, we're going to burn tokens. So the idea being that, that obviously we feel that our token is worth value. So we're going to go out and, and take all the revenue and put it back into the coin. Um, and, and so that's the first step. We're going to close the loop. We're going to be able to offer, um, and, and build out certain platforms. So we're going to have a marketplace that will allow for people who earn Christ coins to go out and, and purchase, whether it's the necessities, whether it's baby diapers and, and certain things um, that they that they can get those on our site at some point. And then the other side of it that, that we look at is it would be amazing that if someday a child or somebody, uh, a kid can come and play the games that, that will be on the site and do that for a week and then at the end of the week, he's earned enough Christ coin to go to like a, a Chick-fil-A, right? And, and redeem his Christ coins that he earned over the week for a chicken nugget or an ice cream cone or something along those lines. So we're, we're in the process of reaching out to um, a lot of these Christian organizations and, and companies to try to close the loop even further. Um, but the, I mean, the economics behind it is we're we're going to continue to every quarter we're going to take all our revenue that we make from from our site and pump it back in. And what about like the uh, uh, the supporting the global missions and humanitarian efforts? Because you know I'm 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 a Christian. I'd, I'd use it, and I, I kind of like that the platform has this added dynamic of of being able to take the rewards and meet real needs around the world. Uh, I mean, I mean, the Chick-fil-A stuff is cool to kind of get the kids involved, but I mean, you guys can make an actual difference from a humanitarian standpoint. Uh, do you guys have any ideas fleshed out on, on that front? 
Uh, so we um, we've partnered with one ministry right now that has this massive global reach. Uh, his name is Roddy Nelson Ministries. He's based out of Texas, and he travels nonstop to these ministries in South America and and Europe, and I just I mean what he's doing is amazing. And, and so what we're going to be doing pretty soon is uh, we're going to actually be going and traveling and doing our own mission trips. And we're going to work with some of these organizations that we go and visit with to create their wallets. And, and we're going to create and, and basically teach all of these, these places how to use the blockchain and our website so that they can actually earn and people can donate to those missions. Um, the idea being that uh, a mission can, can post certain content on what they're trying to accomplish in the next, you know, three or six months and how much, how much funds they need to raise. And that by posting it on our site and people, people reading and, and learning about this, they want to be able to support that. And so again, just by, by reading their content and liking their content, you're helping them earn it. But then you also have the ability through your daily habits to donate whatever Christ coin you earn to that particular mission. Hmm, sounds... So Do you have anything to add to that? Well, no, I was going to switch the script a little bit. I wanted to talk about uh, development. So are you going to, are you in beta? Or are you going into beta? Like, where's the state of the project right now as you've sure. been going through the ICO? Are you on a test net? Like, give us some details about the actual development of products it, in the platform. So the, it, is, it is on the dev site. Um, it, we, we are probably, I would say, 30 days away probably from actually going live with it. Um, the, the reader... Um, you know, we've, we've had several phone calls with a few gamification experts because we we're trying to really lock in the actual gamification aspects of it. Um, and the algorithmics, um, so that's, that's the last thing that we're trying to dial in before we push it live to the network. Um, but we're on a dev site. Everything is, everything is there. Um, you know, we're building this out modularly though. So the first two items that we're rolling out are the blog and Bible reader. And then we're going to, depending on, on our funds, we're going to continue to roll out and, and add to it over this next year. Um, we had an amazing phone call on Friday with a massive company that has so much kids, Christian content, music, I mean, just everything. And they loved what we were doing and, and have, have basically, you know, are going to work with us to, to make sure that we get what we need for our platform to help meet those needs. So we're excited about that as well. How big is your team? How big is our team? Our team is right now we have three, three computer coders, but I mean, we're essentially, we're about 10 people all in all. Very ambitious. Yeah. I, I know that Bible apps are one of the most popular categories. I mean, it can go into the tens or hundreds of millions of users. And also, I think Christians just might prefer to use a currency brand to their liking. And we all know that churches get lots of donations. However, you you welcome everyone, regardless of religious beliefs, to interact and earn these Christ coins on that platform. So let's just say there's some listeners of this podcast who maybe aren't uh, Christians, for lack of a better label, but they can still be a part of this. Um, how, how kind of does that work? 
Well, so just to touch on, on the numbers, so the version and Bible app has over 200 million downloads, and at any given minute, there are over 80,000 users in the app. And then the Bible Gateway website, just for Bible reading, has over 1.5 billion views per year. So, and they do, and this is where we, the scale of economics came in. They advertise and their CPM is somewhere around four to $6. So imagine 1.5 billion views and use the CPM model to figure out they're making, they're making some dough. I don't know. I'm sure it's going to, to support the site and to support good causes. Um, so that's, that's where we built this model and why we felt that this was a fairly strong model to, to go with. Um, and then, uh, you know, for people who aren't Christian, I would tell them, don't get caught up on the name. I mean, if we had named it life change, which we could have, then would that make a difference? The idea here is we're trying to help and support people all over the globe. I, I read a statistic that after the hurricanes, the church was the number one leader in the rehabilitation over FEMA, over Red Cross. The local church helped more people over these last two hurricanes than, than Red Cross and FEMA. Uh, you know, the church, regardless of how people feel religiously, they, their intention is to help and, and to, to do good. So um, I would tell you that, you know, get involved, uh, write some blogs. We're not, we're not here telling people not to write anything that's, it has to just be Christian, but we, I mean, write some information. If you have questions, we want this to be a place where anybody can come and earn and learn about, about Christianity and about what is taking place in the world. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, like just how, at, at any given time, you can come to this site and and read about all things Christian within with on, on a global level. Um, so that's that's what I mean. Don't let the name stop you from participating. Now that, that's are very you, well explained. I can appreciate that. Go ahead. Dick. Are you worried about um, like what if what if someone comes along and and they make uh like a, like a Muhammad coin or something. I mean, I just feel like there's so many, there's avenues of, I don't want to, I can't talk about religion. I don't know how to, get, I, don't, I don't even know how to begin to talk about religion. So, um, well, hit never with the mind. Questions. Let's, let's scratch that re- question for the record. Cause I didn't even know where that could go, but, um, in 10, in 10 words or like, here's a big, so here's a question that we always ask all of our guests. Um, in 10 words or less, can you describe blockchain? Encrypted data information that's open source and available. Encrypted data information that's open source and blocks. Blocks of data and information that are linked by encryption. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. That's a solid one. Well, Luke, thank you for stopping by. Yeah, we're, we're going to tell people about uh, to, to go to Christcoins.io, and we're going to have everything in the show notes, tell people about the life change platform. So uh, we want to aid the, the sale as much as we can. So thank you for your time. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys.
And we're back. Uh, that was the interview with um, CEO of Christ Coin, Mr. Look. Look? What the hell? Mr. Luke? Uh, Forestman, I believe. Luke Forestman. Yeah. Forestman. Okay, I was worried I said that wrong. Forestman is the way I remember it in my head. But it's not sportsman. Um, yeah, religion, it's a thing. This is what I ultimately think in my head. I think religion's losing ground because of its leaders are refusing to do the due diligence to find alleg- what's the word allegory allegories in their world-renowned books that relate to current times. Like, humanity is going through this flux of, like, technological innovation that there's nothing in that book that could explain it. Like, knowing the whole, the genome of everything on the planet, which is something we're trying to figure out. And like, what if cloning becomes a thing? What if there's a very viable reason to let cloning be legal? And we're like, yeah, like it's crazy. Sickness came. So we had to clone everybody and like redo stuff. Wait, and now so we're living like, you're saying like, there should be like a Bible 2.0 that addresses like thou shall not use their iPod. And no, that's not what I, I don't and, mean. It's so literally, I mean, but there might need to be another version that maybe creates some different metaphors that could, that we could live with. Like one, they don't even talk about dinosaurs. They're like, we're not even going there. We're not going there Two, like, uh, like what about AI? That's going to be a real thing. Like there's going to be these conscious entities that we created and that are finding their own way through this thing. Hopefully we yeah. give them like a I know why I know why the Bible doesn't talk about dinosaurs. Oh, you do. Yeah. Let me know why why is that? Cuz Noah didn't want to take them on the ark. So they all died in the flood. If he took a dinosaur on the ark, it would have ate all the animals. That so makes f- perfect sense. I never thought about it like that. That was some super sarcasm. Me? No. You're being sarcastic? No, I'm being serious. If I built an ark and I have two of each animal, I'm not bringing a T-Rex on there. That'd be retarded. Why wouldn't you just build a big giant wooden cage so it couldn't get out and eat everything? I mean... I'm not even... Okay, I'm going to play the game. What about lions and tigers? Yeah, you could put them in cages. Siegfried and Roy style. But you can't cage up a T-Rex. What? Who's going to build... It's going to build a... T- okay. You can't have T-Rex in the Garden of Eden. Just... Do you know what lions... You know what they used to do? They they ate, they ate straw back then. They didn't eat lambs. They were more timid. They became feral and Americanized. It wasn't until sin came that corrupted animals and I don't brought know if you're death. serious or you're joking. You think, you think survival of the fittest happened back then? Sin... Brought in predation and death. Are you, wait, you're religious? Like, you keep saying it, but I just, like, don't want to believe it. I mean, I'm not a Jesus freak, but I know some things. Actually, I can't, (laughs) I, 
I was half joking about the T Rex Noah thing, but the more I went with it, the more it kind of made sense. Oh my god! <laughs> I was, I was, I was winging it, but then I kind of liked the wing I was on, so I just kept the, going the, the lion thing's true though. They 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 weren't like they didn't travel. Wolves didn't travel in packs and like destroy animals. Like everything was peaceful back then. They didn't they didn't need to be predators. That was that was right. later. So you're saying back then. I'm assuming you're putting quotations on that. You got a year on that? You got a date mark? Well, it goes back to your point. Like, maybe we should update some things. ICOs <laughs> would have been in the Bible. <laughs> this is the best conversation I think we've ever had. This goes back to your point. We need to do some software updates on the Bible to tell you the truth. It's a long time coming. We need... The Bible needs software updates, guys, going into the year 2017. Um, yeah. yeah. It, say, it says in the Bible somewhere that, like, leopards and goats were, like, the same. Like, you know, you put a you put a goat with a leopard now, it's going to get done in. It's just different times. It needs to be updated. Same with ICOs and calf grabs. Uh, it's just, it's going to change people. It's going to change people. I just mean, like yeah, how, like, there's any massive amount of wealth is going to change a person. Like, I know there's, I have one goal if I ever become massively wealthy, that's to own a big ass boat. If I ever get that big ass boat, I don't, what, I don't, I don't know what to do next. Like, nobody ever knows what to do next after their goal is like, like, for instance, the anarchist is like, yeah, anarchy, no government. And then if the government actually goes away, they're like, okay, well, What's next? Like, what's the next step? I feel like a lot of people that want to be wealthy are the same. And they get their wealth token. For me, it's a big-ass boat. And I get my boat. And it's like, okay, well, what next? Let me figure this out. So, I don't know. It's kind of like the the, the Communist Party in China. You know that up until the mid-80s, Chinese people weren't allowed to own any businesses. So once the economic reform and communism went away, then people were able to kind of live the um, the Chinese dream, American dream in China. They could, and then what do you got? Twenty years later, you have skyscrapers and tech giants and millionaires, and uh, you have twenty year old Chinese kids with millions of dollars. You think Bitcoin's going to be a bad thing? Like people yeah. have millions of Bitcoin. In, in just 30 years, China's economy is the second largest in the world. It, it, you know, the there was democratic dictatorship. And 30 years later, you have just crazy amount of wealth and knowledge, and it's too fast. You can't get that rich that quick without some kind of blowback, kids getting spoiled. You know, you, you put a Bitcoin in Stella's bank account by the time she's 20, she doesn't have to work anymore, man. It's crazy. Is it crazy or is it natural? I think it's natural. I think the major religions need to get their stuff together as we advance as humans. This has been an awkward episode because obviously the guest was Christ coin. Like, we've got to talk about that. We can't just let it linger. So for all of you guys that are upset that we didn't talk about Bitcoin, sorry. But, I mean, obviously, if you think up something like Christ coin, you're going to talk about religion and stuff I mean I'm not we're not imposing our ideals on anybody we're just having a discussion 
I am. Update the Bible. Do it now. That's what I say. Um, if, if they updated it, it's not like you would go to updated church. An updated church would allow me to go to church from the comfort of my own home. They have that YouTube church. What? No, I'm kidding. I knew that existed, but it's not. I need an updated church and an updated Bible, and then maybe I'll think about it. But at the other hand, I I like reason, so I don't know. Um, let's get into the other talking point that we had. So Overstock is asking for 500 million USD for their ICO. Now here's here's something that I noticed that I didn't like, and this whole thing started like. And I wonder how much of this is left. Valuing things in USD was something that we were very much looking forward to not having to do. But now it just seems like the norm. So now it's almost like we're emboldening this dependency on the USD to have value in what we think has value. Right? So now yeah. it's interesting how the cycles change. Like when this whole th- when we were in this thing like five years ago, it was like, I don't care how much these jeans are in USD. How much is it in BTC? Oh, 0.25 BTC for these jeans. All right, I can dig it. That'd be a lot now, actually. But when it was like 250 bucks, then wasn't that much. But 0.25 BTC for the jeans, I'm in there. But now it's just like, it seems like the more we go on, it's like the valuation in USD. How much are these companies raising in USD? Like, you don't see in the media. I think it would be an interesting switch if we started to see things like um, T-Zero's Saft raised 650000 ether like, do you realize like the psychological switch that forces people to do like if that's the headline right and the news if one if they raise 500 million usd it's a headline because you imagine the psychological change if cnn or fox business or whoever said that t0 raised how i don't know what's 500,000 what's 500 million in what is that? 300 bucks? Let me see here. Let me do a little math. Can you give me some elevator music real quick? Oh, Welcome to the Big Empire. We are here. Big Empire. We got you. Catch us All right. And we're back. Brought to you by Bandai. All right. So can you imagine if CNN said overstock? Just rolled up uh, blah, blah, blah within their company using blockchain technology and raised a million six hundred and sixty six and six hundred and sixty six thousand ether. You know, they're called Namco Bandai now. Uh, interesting. You take it there. I was trying to make a solid point, and you took it back to the joke. I appreciate that. Thank you for clearing that up for me. I really appreciate that. Now, when I go by my nephew, uh, or sorry, I don't have a nephew. When I go by my niece, a Black Power Ranger, I'm going to have to say Namco Bandai instead of just Bandai. I appreciate that. Um, but what if CNN said 1.6 million Ether? Uh, 
Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine the psychological like switch that makes on humanity, on everyone listening? They're gonna be like, wait, one point six million. What even is that? Like, what? I don't understand how that works for my life. Why is CNN telling me this? And then it I mean, forces the research. It forces the conversation. It forces. What's up? Well, I agree, and that's why we're generating participation from both the growing cryptocurrency community and traditional global financial institutions because of that right there. What are we doing wrong in the community that we can't force the hand on the media to say, hey, stop it. They don't want 500 million USD. They're searching for 1.6 million Ether. That's how much they need to get this thing going. It just sounds cool. Like, hey, I need... I need a year-over-year growth of about 90%. That's irrational. That's that's irrational. Companies don't break out revenue figures anymore. It just sounds cooler. No, but I mean, what does this have to do with forcing the hand of getting the valuation to be in crypto? Like, just imagine, you know, if if the news was like 1.6 million Ether, which equates to... Just however many hundreds of thousand uh, Bitcoin. Which I think it would be six hundred something thousand big Bitcoin or something like that. Like what does nobody be able to figure it out like you just demonstrated? Sixty thousand or six hundred thousand? I don't know. Anyways. Portfolio management firm. Look, what do you think about that? Do you think 500 million is too much? In terms of what? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, man. You the man. 500 million USD. You want to hear a crazy statistic? The world's eight richest people control the same wealth between them. As the poorest half of the globe's population. Yeah, I mean that's that's yesterday's news. No, that's some Lex Luthor stuff. You mean Brian Armstrong stuff? Hey, because Brian oh. Armstrong from Coinbase hella looks like Lex Luthor, and nobody calls him out on that shit ever. But when he comes on this show, I will call him out on that and see if he laughs or not. If he does not, then I will no longer do business with Coinbase. If he does, then I will. Brian Armstrong does not look like Jesse Eisenberg. I see what you did there. I'm not talking about the terrible movie. And I'm only <laughs> saying that because the entire world thinks it's terrible. <laughs> I, for one, enjoyed it. But Batman versus Superman. He does kind of look like bald Jesse Eisenberg. With a scrunched face. Like Brian Armstrong's face is very scrunched in. Like, remember Maybe. when you played Super Mario 64 and at the beginning, like, the music, the bloop, 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 and it had the little drums, like, at the beats, and then you would take Mario's face, and if you held R, you could, like, move his nose around and stuff. Like, Brian Armstrong's face is scrunched in. Yeah. 
Did I just take you to like a fantasy land and look like you lost track of what I was Anyways, just, we should probably. I know what you're talking about. All right, let's wrap it up. This is what happened when Corey's not here. Yeah. We, Shitty comic books and hey, old movies. Yeah, Corey's coming back, so. You guys, you're not talking enough about quantum mechanical algorithms. That does not look Corey remotely sounds like. That was no, 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 no. That wasn't Corey. That was like some, you know, uh, Reddit critique. Oh yeah, we get that. We get damaged on Reddit, but I'm gonna give it some time. You know, like when you're trying to like, um, you know, like heal a relationship, you just give it time, and then go back at it. Like we need to attack Reddit again. I don't know, man. So I didn't I didn't tune into this podcast to hear about shitty movies. I wanted to hear about quantum biology and quantum applications. That's not what it sounded like. <laughs> You're only making them sick. It's probably listening right now. Okay, so um uh, what do you do? At the BTC podcast. Right. So in fact, no, after that. I'm gonna start tantalizing you guys. I'm gonna start Getting you salivating. So we're overhauling a bunch of shit, right? We're hitting 2018. We're hitting the ground running. And this is me making verbal commitment to you guys as the audience. We're changing some stuff. And look out for the stuff. Should I, like, make little announcements? Like, little... Like, should I drop that? You say no. You don't want to be verbally committed right now? You might back out. Who, me? No, the announcement. What announcement? I'm not, oh, I don't even know what you were going to announce. I'm talking about like the changes that we're making, like the you know. Oh no, no, nah, that's cool. People, people just want to listen to us. I want to know about quantum effects in the understanding of consciousness. That's why I tune in. Stop having that's, fun. That's stop having fun. <laughs> you dare not have done. Look, maybe we aren't serving our audience if we're not. Like getting into the nitty gritty of. Uh, I'm not serving anybody. Suck it. What? This is what I want to do. Like <laughs> it? Listen to something else. You're turning everyone off, man. Like that's not what they come here for. They don't want to hear that. They come here for the feels, man. I'm giving the feels. Look, all right. I appreciate it. I love everybody. We're gonna wrap this up. Um, when Cello and I is just Cello and I, we talk about what we want to. Um, but. Changing physiology by changing belief with condom techniques. Look, stop talking about fun. Stop. Stop. All right, play the outro. Just stop it. Let's just stop it.